guys welcome back to another episode of black girl manifest podcast this is your lovely host anika you do it every week and it's Brittany, bitch how y'all doing hey y'all hi Brittany. hey nika what's up with you nothing i just feel like we just so far apart I, I feel so I, this y'all this is the farthest apart i felt from my friend i don't care how far we live but this time i just feel like we're just drifting away but she gonna come back she gonna come back to me I'm always coming back yeah i'm just girl i got a lot of shit going on and i'm just scrubs with a k like gucci man but it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it is gonna be okay you doing okay i'm doing well despite you know things but i'm doing pretty well that's it but you i'm good tired but good but anyway oh i just want to let y'all know i just came back from vegas and i will never when i say ever i will never complain about how hot it is anywhere ever i'm grateful i don't care about the humidity i'm eternally grateful hallelujah so how do you work with the mask and being so hot (sighs) that you know what just it was okay it was fun but with it being hot and you know a lot of times like when i'm outside i don't wear my mask unless i'm like in close vicinity to other people mm-hmm. but because it's vegas and everybody's walking by it was really hot over 100 degrees and wearing the mask it was just like it's just brutal it just feels like suffering i mean i don't i'm not one to not wear my mask at the same time but given 105 plus degree weather it's just me it's me so yeah, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't recommend anybody go out that way um, anytime before November. Yikes. After everybody April. wearing a mask? Yeah, everybody was really good. They had their mask on. They did social distancing really well. Um, yeah, so everybody had their mask on except for these two girls. But other than that, you just knew what it was. So it wasn't a. You said it was like one thirteen, and like I can't even fathom how hot that is in my head. Like I can't even like I'm not going outside. Listen, at eight o'clock p.m., it's still hot. Like the sun is still shining. Like it's not the sun is not shining, but it feels like that. It's so hot. It's like I mean to the point where my aunt had a little episode. We had to kind of she is she didn't like completely pass out, but her body kind of gave out, and we just had to like stop. Oh wow let her breathe get an uber like that was literally feet away you know it was really it was too hot for anybody to be out there really and truly so yeah other than that you enjoyed yourself oh yeah absolutely okay yeah i'm glad you had a good time yes thank you girl needed that break yes so guys we have a very special guest a very 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 special guest she is our beyonce and i know she doesn't like to hear that but she's our beyonce and we have Daisy on the show today. Hey, Daisy! Hi, y'all. Hi, 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 Brittany. Hi, Anika. We are super excited to have you. I feel like we got a a, a motherfucking celebrity on the podcast. Brr, 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 brr. Y'all better stop. <laughs> y'all better stop. Y'all better stop. I'm happy to be here. I listen to you guys' podcasts. Um, so much usually in the morning when i'm by myself but no kids um so i'm so happy to be here i feel honored thank you so much like we've known daisy for two years like going on three years now i think three um, years? in november it will be yeah three. okay 
three years. Yeah. Okay. Daisy was our mentor with It Works. And when I say, like, my favorite Daisy line is hit it and get it. That was it. Like, okay. It, like, Let's hit it. Let's get it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd be like, girl, and hit it and get it. Yes. I forgot about that. I got to bring that back in rotation. Yes. Let's hit it and get it. She's like she's been such a sta- uh, staple in like the person, like shaping the person that I am, and such a motivator. And I'm so ex- excited to have you on. Like I'm so 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 proud of you, and I can't wait for like the world to know who Daisy is. Like I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. I wouldn't want to be on any other podcast anywhere else right now. So I'm really happy to be on here with you guys, especially right after my one-year anniversary drop so i'm so happy proud of you congratulations come on now thank you thank you thank you oh my gosh i finally um got all the packages out today so i could really breathe you know i really yeah yeah like i i really go um full steam ahead um on drop days weeks weekends and I just try to hit it and get it and get it out the door before I do anything else. So I got everything out today. <laughs> so I feel really good. I feel really good about it. Okay. So Anika and I have known you, known you for a couple of years, like I said. But for mm-hmm. those who don't know who Daisy is, could you please tell us about yourself? Oh, my gosh. I hate talking about myself. <laughs> um, so a little bit about me. I am a very huge foodie. I love food. I love to cook. Um, I'm very big on entertaining, but mostly for my family and my friends. Um, I'm a mom. I have two boys, Dylan and Dakota. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, (laughs) um, Full time. I've dibbled and dabbled a lot. Um, with entrepreneurship over the past few years, but really full time in the last, so Dash of Daisy started a year ago, but I really started putting things in motion probably about a year and a half ago. So yes, full time entrepreneur now, and I'm just, you know, taking it easy day by day. Uh, What else? I love to cook. I love to decorate. I love to organize. I love all things home. Um, If I had to sum myself up in one word, I would have to say, and I'm very careful when I say this word because when you think of this word, people think about the ladies back in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if I had to use one word, I would I would definitely definitely say that I'm a domestic person. I'm I'm a very domestic person. Um, I'm not a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> so I'm not waiting on my hubby to bring the coins home or anything of that sort and me cooking clean and you know, catered to um his needs, but more so my family needs and my needs because it's something that I really love to do. So if I had to sum it up in one word, I'm a domestic person. It's so refreshing yeah. to hear somebody say that, like, I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I'm not waiting for him to do anything like that. Because when I was, like, when I was a stay-at-home mom, I was like, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home mom. It's just me and the kids and da-da-da-da-da. So it's really refreshing to hear you say that. Like, I've never even considered to say that. Yeah, you know what? I think people think that because we stay at home um, or because we work from home, right? Or because we take care of the kids and we cook and we clean, they put us in this category as though we're waiting for our hubby to bring home the bacon or what, you know, or just wait. Are you just 
cooking, cleaning, and and just waiting for that check every bi-weekly or whatever. But it's real work that goes into being at home. It's real work, especially having your kids and, you know, running a business and, and wanting to put food on your table every single day. It's real work that goes, like, there's no structure. There's no structure. It's not like a nine to five where it's like you're on at nine and then you're off at five. It's like all day running with this shit. It's like all, there's like never a downtime. Right. Only now, because <laughs> they in the bed. You feel me? But it's like never a downtime. I'm so glad you said that too, because when I was thinking, um, coming up, you know, thinking about your questions that I would ask you, I started to, you know, write that phrase, but something about that just didn't sit well with me just because of how, you know, how you are and how the stigma is with a stay-at-home mom. So I was like, no, we're not going to say that. It just, it just didn't sit right with me. So I'm glad you said that. Um, so for those who do not know, um, let's talk about the inspiration slash the empowerment behind your brand, Dash of Daisy. Ooh, ooh, okay. Okay. So a little bit about Dash of Daisy. It really started, um, I've always been the kid in the kitchen um, with my grandma, like up onto my grandmother, like I need to taste the pot, I need to lick the spoon. Um, And food has just always been a part of my every life. I've always liked to cook, I've always liked to bake. My mom, she cooks. Anyone that knows my mom, she's a big caterer in Brooklyn. My grandma was a school lunch lady. So food was just always there. And it's so funny how, as you're making your way through life, you don't really realize what it is that you want to do. You know the things that you're pretty good at, but you don't realize what it is that you want to do. And how Dash of Daisy really came about is because three years ago this month, so we're in July, um, what year is this, 2020? So in 2017, I started a blog, Discovering Daisy. And... I didn't want it to just be about food. I wanted it to be more so about motherhood and discovering parts of yourself as you maneuver through life. I wanted it to be about lifestyle, um, a little bit about food, but um, it quickly just, I'm going to say, I don't think I've ever really said it. It just turned into like a food space. It really just did. You know, I found myself not writing about anything but food. And it wasn't that I didn't want to write about anything else. It was that nothing else really made me as happy. So with that, um, a couple years ago, um, and it's probably still popping. I just don't use it as much. Snapchat came about, right? Snapchat, we were all on Snapchat. And I was cooking so much on Snapchat and sharing food so much on Snapchat. And Dishes by Daisy came about. So with Dishes by Daisy um coming about and me sharing um different meals in my snap stories that's what we used to call them right i haven't been on snapchat so long oh my gosh so with that coming about uh people used to ask me like oh what are you seasoning your food with and i'd tell them different things and what i realized early on is that okay so for those that don't know i'm west indian i'm from the caribbean so we use a lot of fresh herbs um, in our food. So what I realized is that a lot of things that I was cooking with, seasonings, herbs and stuff, they weren't sold 
all throughout the U.S. So in New York, we have a lot of Korean stands. We have a lot of Caribbean stands where we can get a lot of fresh produce, a lot of international stuff that's shipped in from the Caribbean. So that's not sold all over the place. So like if you go to Detroit, you can't find that. If you go to D.C., you can't find that. Like there's small markets here and there, but there's not a big space for it all over the place. So with me using making these dishes and hashtagging dishes by Daisy and people really wanted to know what I was cooking with, I was just like, okay, there's definitely a market for this, right? I'm like, okay, so yeah, people really want these seasons that I use and a lot of it, I would have my mom bring back from Guyana. Oh. Because it's fresh. It's really fresh when it's coming from the Caribbean or um, places that it's native to. So I would have her bring stuff back for me. So that's really how it started. I had asked her to bring me back some stuff and I was mixing some blends and stuff like that. And Dasha Daisy came about. <laughs> so with everybody asking like the things I was cooking with and the seasonings and stuff, it just kind of made sense to do it. I mean, it didn't fall in my lap right away. It took some time, it took some prayer. Um, it took some guidance and then it just ended up wow. being what it is now. Manifesting stuff. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, so my favorite seasoning <laughs> <laughs> is well first, can you will you name your seasonings for our listeners? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so there's Dash of Daisy, sweet smoky rub, um, garlicky onion herb, Caribbean jerk, salt and pepper blends. And zesty lemon pepper. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And, oh, okay. I'm not gonna name that one. So yeah, I have some. I have other things coming. I was gonna name the very next one that's coming out, but um, that's a the it's 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 a kind of got to be a setup for that one. Okay. Okay. With the so climate, favorite, how things are going? Okay. If it makes sense. Okay. So my favorite seasonings are the sweet smoky rub. Carson and I really, really, really like that on our popcorn. Mm-hmm. And my husband likes it on his fish and his poultry. And it's so versatile you can put it on anything and it just like pop it like pops the whatever you put it on, it just pops. Um and then my second favorite is the salt and pepper, and it's so fresh and it's not overwhelming. It's not too salty. It's not too peppery. It's like sea salt and just fresh cracked pepper. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite seasoning? And then what goes behind what coming what comes what goes behind what comes up next? Like what's your next season you're gonna drop? Um I I I it's really hard. I, I have been asked this question before, my favorite seasoning. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to um just choose one because i've kind of feel like it's like asking me oh, who who's your favorite dylan or dakota yeah you know like they each have characteristics that i love about them like you know dakota is a little more stubborn and dylan is a little more whimsical and he's very sweet but so it's, it's very hard to just pick a seasoning and say okay this is my first one um but what i will say is there's um there's a love and appreciation for something being your first. So Sweet Smoky Rub was my first, right? So I have this, this, this bond and this appreciation for um, Sweet Smoky Rub on a, on a whole nother level because it was what really pushed this, this whole 
business, you know, and, and for it being a first, I think people really hung on to it and people really love it. And, you know, though, sometimes I want to bring something new. I'm like, okay, let me bring Sweet Smokey back. Let me, you yeah. know, so I have this love and appreciation for Sweet Smokey Rub. And, but I don't, I can't say that I have a favorite. They're all good in there. It, I, I think it pretty much depends on um, what you like, what you like. If you're not a sweet person and you, you're a garlic lover, a garlic and onion lover, your favorite just might be garlicky onion herbs. So it's really hard to pick. I will say now, like, I, it was hard for me to say, like, Smoky Road was my favorite because I do look, like, I put that garlic onion on everything. I put it on everything. <laughs> it's such a good base. It really is such a good base. Oh, my gosh. It really is. And I can't tell you how happy I am that it's not another just season with this salt in it because you mm-hmm. need I can I can although I'm not gonna waste my damn seasoning and, and use a lot but I can you know liberally use it without having to worry about it being over salty it actually flavors it so I, I really appreciate that and it's definitely yeah. hard for me to choose so I actually it's so crazy that you say that I actually um just uh redid the packaging a bit so that's gonna come well uh, it's going to come um, towards the fall, but on the new packaging, it's actually going to be um, the sodium content of each seasoning because mm. though all, mm, most of the Dash of Daisy seasonings are low in sodium except for salt and pepper blend. Yeah, that's a 60-40 ratio. So the salt and pepper blend is high in sodium. <laughs> right, it's only, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm so glad you said that because the new packaging will consist of um, having the sodium content on the on the labels. Can I just say that the new packaging is flames and I love it. Oh yes, and it, it you know what it was just, I just finalized it yesterday because remember I was going back and forth between the two and I just finalized it yesterday and I was able to put both of them together. So oh, wow. I'm so happy about that. I was oh, I was going back and forth with these people and I, it's finally finalized and you know I, I, it'll come later on in the year. Well, I have to go back and watch. I must have missed something because I didn't even know about that. I'm just like you really? did miss it. Yeah, it was in the it was in the secret society. Of it was it definitely was in the close friends. It definitely was, but Anika is in my close friends. But Anika yeah, probably but wasn't on that was day. Vegas just. Not she really wasn't not, on that day. But it was not Vegas. Nika be so uh, damn elusive. Like she did not be. <laughs> Yeah it, it, yeah, it definitely was on there. It was on there. Um, but once it comes, you know, I'll show previews and stuff so people could get an idea of what it's going to look like. Okay. Okay, so question. So when you first started your brand, did you carve out a specific target audience or did you have one in mind? And then, it, you know, if so have you found that those are the people that show the most support now or has that changed um you know what uh that question i didn't necessarily um have i don't want to say that i didn't i just wanted to speak to the millennials that kind of lost their were their way in the kitchen like because if you think about it we eat out a lot we eat out a lot um, a lot of us don't know how to cook. Um, 
And my thing was, my friend said this to me the other day, and it was so crazy because I ended up putting it in my bio. She said, she said something along the lines of, let me look at it. Let me look at it. Hold on. Let me check my phone because it's so good. And it was just like, okay, this is it. This is it. But I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, I won't say that I came in knowing that, okay, I was going to appeal to this type of person. I just knew that I wanted to more so bring life back into cooking or show people different ways in which I cook because honestly and truly West Indian people, we cook a little different. We cook, we, we all cook different. Americans cook different than West Indian people. West Indian people cook different than Indian people. Like, but the common denominator is food. Yeah. So I think that for me, I really wanted to bring people together and to show people like, this is what I, this is what we make. This is how we cook. Like what y'all make. I remember um, Brittany once posted, she said she was making a Mississippi roast. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I've never heard of a Mississippi roast. I'm like, what is it? Tell me. I, I want to know. I want to know about food. I want to know about a different dish. I want to know about, you understand what I'm saying? So here we are the same age group. I never heard of a Mississippi roast. So she put me onto a Mississippi roast and that's still on my to-do list to make a Mississippi roast. So hold on, let me find this thing that my friend said. You put that garlicky onion on that Mississippi yeah, roast? Yeah, I, I gotta make a Mississippi roast because I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since you said it. <laughs> since you said it. I have been. I, so it was good. In, I like to make a list of things that I want to make and a Mississippi roast is definitely on there. Please, like when you make it, if you could just. Yeah, I, I gotta. Um, I gotta make a roast. Okay, so this is what my friend said to me, and I guess she was just sending me like a really nice message. So she said to me, she said, "You bring forth and represent a love of domestic and culinary arts to a generation that was essentially losing their love for it." Oh, we. yeah yeah like that moved me that moved me because in everything that I in you know cooking daily and decorating my home though I don't get to decorate as much anymore because my home is just everything now um I really just wanted to show my love behind it and I don't I can't say that I have a direct target audience because I be chopping it up with older women in my DMs, with older grannies in my DMs. You understand what I'm saying? And I mean, I know a, a, a lot of people, of course, are millennials, right? Because that's that's my age group, right? But I, listen, I want to learn from everybody. I want to know a little bit from everybody. So I, I was just chopping it up with my homegirl grandma, and she was just telling me about the stuff she made on Sunday, and and that's what that's what I want. that's what I want but I I do think that for the most part our generation was kind of losing their love for being in the kitchen and you know because everything is so quick and everything is so fast and I do like the way you take things that are staples that like everybody should know how to make or everybody grew up eating like the sweet potato pie or like you know oxtails and you kind of like okay listen here's the way I make it and then everybody's like posting like, oh, I made it, I made it. Because when I tell you, I really don't care for sweet potato pie. And that's something I still have to see. Like, let me try hers then, see, you know, and see if I, if I like it then, you know. So I really appreciate those staples, you know. And then everybody's like following it. Because it's like, 
you know, it, it is, it does seem kind of lost. Like, you know, a lot of our grandmothers are not alive. So it's like, who's teaching us how to make that, you know? And I've been trying to get my granny because, you know, eventually she will pass on. I pray no time soon. But I'm like, listen, can you write me? Can you do a book for me and write all the recipes down, write everything down? Because, you know, I no longer live in New York. I no longer live with her. So, you know, I don't have access to her as, as much as I would like to. But um, as far as the recipes and stuff, I, I like to show people how I do things. And the thing about cooking is you can put your own spin on it. I'm just showing you what I do. And I'm showing you the basis of how you get this dish the way you get it. You get what I'm saying? So put your spin on it. I think a lot of times people be like, people feel like, you know, like there was this thing going around like sugar and spaghetti or no sugar and spaghetti or eggs and macaroni or no eggs and macaroni. Who gives a... I just kind of feel like who gives a damn as long as it tastes good or as long as you out there actually trying and cooking, you get what I'm saying? But people are just kind of in a space where it's just like, well, no, if you don't put sugar in your spaghetti, it's not done right. Or if you don't put eggs in your macaroni and cheese, it's not done right. I'm like, who cares? It tastes good to you and your man and your right. kid. Right. You know, as long as you cooking rather than going to order ching chong on the corner. Right. Yeah. So. Ching chong tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, thing we hear sometimes. I ain't even gonna hold you, please. It's it's so important to have friends that pour into you, and that was really nice and very thoughtful what your friend said because it's true. Like I saw a post the other day that said, "Who can say they ever heard their grandma make tacos?" And I was like, "Damn, my grandma never made tacos." I, I promise you, too, God, I was sitting here thinking like. Granny never made tacos a day in her life. My mom never made tacos either. Like, they barely made burgers, please. Granny never made burgers. But my mom, she, you know, she makes her little veggie burgers or whatever. But burgers, all them type of things, French fries and all that, you know, mm -mm, they never made them things, especially tacos. Right. They were like, what's a taco? I'm going to scratch my head like, you know, no. I ain't never seen grandma put salsa on nothing. I never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like nothing okay we never had no taco tuesday no you understand what i'm saying no taco thursday whatever the hell it is we never okay, had it what baby no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no they wasn't with it mm -mm. okay so for those of you who have not been in the hunger games when it's time to <laughs> the Hunger Games, it's seasoning. Like when I tell you, I am on the site. I have my card number saved. I make sure my address is correct. I signed up for the alerts and the emails because I know you get it just a little bit faster than everybody else. So I'll be mm. in my email, clicking in my cart, and by the time it's twelve oh one or whatever time it is, one oh one. I have my screenshot ready and be like, got it. It's mine. So mm. it's basically the Hunger Games and may the odds be forever in your favor. How much work <laughs> and planning goes behind those drops? Ooh. And it, can you explain what your drops are? It's not like it's accessible all the time. Okay. So um, early on, I realized, so my first drop was um, July 14, 2019. That was a year ago. Um, I put 100 seasonings on the site. It sold out in 45 minutes. The second drop was 
and you know, I what what people have been telling me, so what my friends have been telling me, Mia Ray has been telling me, and all these major players that's been here. I, I just I just got here, right? So like I told you guys, I've dibbled and dabbled in entrepreneurship, but as far as having my own shit, I just got here. So for me to so what Mia told me is that no one really sells out of on their first drop. No one, no one sells out of nothing on their first drop, unless you probably got like 10 on the site or whatever. So that day when I sold out of those, that first hundred, I realized that there were still a lot of people that didn't get. So I was just like, okay, all right, let me get this out and figure out how I'm gonna make this work. Two weeks later, July 28th, I dropped 200. I think the 200 sold out in about two hours. So after those two drops went out, I was so, wait, can we curse on this? Really hard. Oh, okay. I was so beat the fuck up. I was so beat the fuck up because you know, now it's my, it's my first time doing anything like this for myself. I was so beat the fuck up after those 300 seasonings in the space of two weeks. So the plan that, early August, I sat down and I'm like, okay, I cannot do this on a weekly fucking basis because I have a baby. I have a older boy. I can't do this on a weekly basis. Like there's no way. Um, and in order to control the dynamic of things, I didn't want to have things sitting on the site because what happens is if you have seasoning sitting on the site, people can purchase at any time which means now I have to mix a batch or I have to dehydrate, mix, crush, um, blend, sift a batch, and then run to the post office to get these out in time. Mm -hmm. So to control that dynamic and to make sure I wasn't losing my mind, I decided, you know what? I'm going to have to do this once a month. Um, Sunday ended up being the day because um, Sunday, I just, I love Sundays. I, I, I know a lot of people don't, um, because it's going into the new week is back to work, but I love Sundays because it's the time where that day we sit down and we eat, um, my family and I, I cook Sunday dinners like they used to do back in the day. My family and I, we sit down and we eat a meal together. Not saying that we don't every other day. Cause I cook at least three other times in the week, but Sunday is our day. So that's, so the drops. The drop date was the third Sunday, is the third Sunday of every month. Um, a lot of work goes into these drops. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, this is a week in advance. This is uh, literally, I take a whole month. So once the drop goes out, so a drop went out to the drop was Sunday. Today is Thursday. Everything went out on Thursday. I try to get everything out no later than the Saturday after it was purchased. So if you purchase that Sunday, it needs to go out by that Saturday. That's always my cutoff. I always beat my cutoff. Nothing never goes out on the Saturday. Honestly, it usually goes out on the Thursday or Friday. But I take a week for myself. And when I say I take a week for myself, I really don't even get that week for myself because during that week for myself, I'm usually, I start to open bags. So imagine opening up thousands of bags, opening up thousands of bags. So that takes some time. It takes me, I timed myself. It takes me um, 15 minutes per 50 bags to open 50 bags. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. So imagine opening up thousands, thousands, thousands of back. I don't have an intern. I don't have any employees or anything of that sort. So I take a month because it's needed, not because I'm like, oh, you know, everybody should run out of seasonings by now. It's because I got to give myself some time. I got to give myself that grace. So even though I say I take a week off in between and I'm working the other three weeks, Technically, I'm really not even taking that week off because I'm still working. I'm still opening up bags. Once the bags are open, then it gets to the dehydrate. While the bags are being open, I'm usually dehydrating stuff, right? Then the mixing, the crushing, the sifting. So it takes a lot of time and I have to space everything out. Um, so it's not like, you know, these, these, these blends come mixed and I just throw my logo on there. Like I've shown people that behind the scenes, that process is, it's a process that, that comes with it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying like, you know, to make it easier for me, I can't just leave things on the site because then that shipping time, it's like, when will I get it out? You know, so if Anika orders today on Thursday, then Brittany orders Monday, I'm ba- I'm running back and forth to the post office. No, we're going to do this once a month. We're going to put it on the site once a month. You know, you, the date changes, but the third Sunday is usually still the same in every month. And, you know, we hit it and get it. And I know that I'll get it out that week. So it's, it's, it's a process. You definitely created a demand by doing it that way. Because mm-hmm. now I, I definitely feel like like I need it. Like my kitchen feels empty. I need I need I need my season. I'm so glad they're on their way. Right. Because so <laughs> I need I need all of them. Um and you know what? I I I didn't realize that I was creating a demand that way. It just kind of happened. Yeah. I did it more so for my sanity and to make sure that the customers got their items um in a good enough time frame but it it just the demand kind of just came with it and i didn't realize it but i'm i'm still grateful for it either way like i have a couple friends that would text me like i had two or three friends that text me this sunday last sunday like are you getting your seasons are you getting your seasons can you get seasons for me girl it's you on your own. Because when I'm telling you, mom, <laughs> right, I gotta get mine. You want me to get? I, I'm trying to get mine. Right. Excuse me, my move. Every time I log on there is move because I'm trying to get mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as a, I wanted to ask you, as a black business owner, especially in the current climate that we're in now, you've become a model for future entrepreneurs in your community, and you know, for those that follow you. How does that make you feel or how does that impact your work? Oh my gosh. Um, It makes me feel so grateful. Um, Sometimes um, I'm fearful. Sometimes I'll be honest and say sometimes um, I fear I'm fearful of it. Um, This is why therapy is so important. Please let me just put that. Let me insert that in here. Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've always had this work ethic, but I don't know that IDB where I am in this business without therapy. So people see the sales, they see the seasoning selling out, they see um, new seasonings every so often, um, you know, with sellouts, they, they, they try to count your coins or whatever the case may be. But I don't know that I'd mentally be in this, this headspace to keep going or to to keep pushing through or 
just mentally be okay if it wasn't for therapy. So, so the work ethic, yes, but there's a flip side to it. Like therapy is like this whole year. This is so funny. The business started in July of 2019 and I started therapy a month beforehand. So I think therapy really um, helped me because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at times I'm so very fearful. I am so very fearful because you know, Meek Mill said something too, not too long ago. He said, the way it's coming in, like, I got to be prayed up. I got to be prayed up because the way it's coming in, it's like, it's scary. I'm grateful, but it's scary. It's so scary that, you know, you don't want to lose sight of your goals. You don't want to lose sight of why you started. You don't want to lose sight of god you don't want to lose sight of your love for why you actually did it so it's scary but can you repeat the question nika because i feel like i kind of went off a little bit ah uh, let's see so just i was just as a black business owner you know you pretty much becoming a model for you know future you know black business owners and entrepreneurs that are you know following you just you know how does that make you feel knowing that you're really influencing you know this whole black um cohort of entrepreneurs so it, it it like i said it is fearful but it's also exciting it, it's exciting because i just get to share i just get to share me on an everyday basis and i think it's so important because a lot of times we see these influencers on social and they're like like shit is like quotes unquote perfect right for them shit is perfect house clean you know things are just it, like things are just things just seem perfect but i i i'm very big on not trying to portray perfectionism in this business because nothing is perfect nothing is perfect um, I know that there are a lot more people watching me now. I know that a lot of people are inspired and encouraged. And of course, I want them to be inspired and encouraged. But more so, I want them to know that, you know, I, I said this not too long ago, too. So people are now finding out about me. But Anika and Brittany, you guys knew me three years ago. And the same Daisy I am with you guys chopping it up right now is the same Daisy I was three years ago. So I was who I was before the hype, right? So yeah, people are finding out about me now and they're, you know, we're in this climate of support black businesses, support this, support, you know, we got to support black people or buy black or buy black. But I was who I was before the hype, you know? I, it's exciting, but then it can, it can get scary sometimes because now people put you on a pedestal. Right. People put you on this pedestal and, you know, I like even the other day, somebody was just like, oh, so you don't, you don't feed your kids breakfast. And I'm like, why do you say that? She's like, oh, cause you only cook dinner. I'm like, well, because you, you know, so people, it gets, it gets, it gets, yeah, it gets intense. It gets intense. Um, but the, for the most part, it's exciting and it's a beautiful journey and you just want people, you know, when you start coming into yourself and you start sharing yourself more you just want all your friends and your people around you to be on that level too right you just want them to share their gifts and you want the world to know about them too because okay people know about me a few people know about me but I'm not I don't deem myself as the popular girl or the girl everybody knows about I just know that I want all my friends around me I want I want their shit to pop too That's yeah
So what's your secret for being consistent, considering that you are a full-time entrepreneur, you have side hustles, you have your two babies? Like, what is the, what's the secret sauce Tell me. The secret sauce is there is no balance. <laughs> There's no balance. A lot of time people like to say is, you know, they balance things. There's no fucking balance. There's no fucking balance. Right before I got on this fucking podcast, I was telling Dill to go to sleep. Like, it's time for, I have to get on this. It, it's like, go to sleep, please. And but there's no balance there is no balance i simply write out the things that i have to do um and i prioritize so i knew that i needed to be on this call tonight you know what that meant that meant that everybody gotta be in i don't they probably not even sleep they probably, if i go in dylan's room right now if i go in the back room dakota is up dylan is up they probably not even sleep but the fact of the matter is that I just prioritize. I write down what needs to get done. And when I'm crossing stuff off that list, I know that's when I'm knocking shit out. But another thing is, I said this, I, my, my therapist asked me this some time ago. She was just like, you know, um, why are you doing this? And, you know, we, and with our whys, we like to throw in our family or, you know, uh, we want to break the generational curse. We want to leave wealth for our family we you know and I threw all those things at, at her I threw all those things at her and she was like that sounds all good but and I'm like oh I love to cook and she's like but what why is this growing the way in which it is growing like what is the root of it and then it finally hit me and I told her I don't ever want to be in a panic about money mm. I hate the feeling of having to panic for about money you know like I remember some time ago, my engine blew for my car. It was $3,500. I didn't have $3,500 when that engine blew. My heart was like, it's just a crippling feeling. It's like a, like, like you feel like you're literally dying. Like where the fuck am I going to get this bread from? I don't want to be in a panic about money. So that's why I'm consistent. Like I am, I don't want to panic. I, I love what I do. I love to cook. I love, I want to provide for my family. I, I, you know, there's so much that I want to do, but overall, I don't want to be in a panic. I hate the feeling. I've been there so many times. I, I, I just, it, just, my heart just feel like it's clenching. Like you ever needed money for something and really couldn't get it and didn't know where the fuck to turn, like who to ask Tom, Dick, Harry, Susie. And you just had to figure it out. And sometimes you can't even figure it out. And you just got to just go without. Like, I just don't like that feeling. So I think that makes me be as consistent as I am. I'm not going to say it makes me, um, it makes me be consistent and it makes me prioritize what needs to, what needs to get the fuck done. I want to be in a panic. I want to have it. So if my fucking engine blows and I have to pay $3,500, I don't want to panic like, oh my God, if I take this $3,500, where the fuck is it coming from? Or am I not going to be able to pay something else? So that's ultimately where that consistency comes from. I don't want to panic. I'm going to write that down and like put it. Write it, <laughs> write it down. I'm telling you guys I'm because put we, it on my mirror. I'm gonna. You know what? We don't have. You know what it is too. We are so fucking used to panicking. 
about money. We are so used to it because we've never, I, we've never seen people around us live comfortably and live and want to spend freely. I remember my mom used to be like, oh, well, we can't do this this month. We can't do that. Or I, I used to do that and I still do it now. Like, okay, no, we ain't do, no, but you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to live like that. And I don't feel like we should. We work too fucking hard. You know, we work too hard to make things hit. We, we do so much and we don't deserve to live like that. Other people don't live like that. So why should we? I don't want to panic about money. Right. So I need to be consistent. I don't want to panic about money. I need to get these food videos up. I don't want to panic about money. I need to back up. However, I don't care if I got to open up 10,000 seasoning bags. I don't want to panic about money. And though my hands be killing me, and though that's probably the process I hate the most is opening the bags, I don't want to panic about money. So guess what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to open these bags. And it usually takes me about a week and a half because I do, I open up. No, it usually takes me couple weeks i try to do 500 to a thousand a day so i don't want to panic you saw my eyes i was like what's yeah yeah so i try to open up about 500 a day on that's on the minimum but if it's a good day i can push it to a thousand if it's a good day so sometimes it takes me a week sometimes it really depends girl some days i'll be opening up 250 some days I probably open 50. It really just depends on how I feel. But as long as I'm doing something every day, I know I won't get backed up in my work. Okay. Guess what, Brittany? I affirm. We affirm. We will not have to panic about money. Let's we go ahead and get Let's say it together. We will, we will not, not panic have to about panic money. about money. And that's period. That's touch and agree. Touch, touch, touch and touch. agree. Amen. And my money tree on my porch that fell over. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> Go pick it up. <laughs> okay, one last question. I don't know if you have another one, Brittany, but I wanted to ask one more thing. Um, I know you mentioned you didn't really have a favorite anything, anything like that, but oftentimes, you know, we create based on our own palates and what we like to see or taste. Have you released anything, whether that was your kitchen line or your seasonings that you didn't, you weren't crazy for, but everybody raved about? <laughs> this is a good one. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Let me, let me answer this. Let me answer this. Don't um, on yourself. Okay, so I will say, I'm going to answer your question, but let me say this first. <laughs> oh, gosh, Anika. It's a hard one. Um, So, with Sweet Smoky Rub being the first seasoning and coming out and people loving it so much, I will say I was very afraid to release another seasoning because my thought was, oh my God, they love Sweet Smoky Rub so much, but what if they don't love the garlicky? So that was, that was my um, first original thought. But then, you know, people, palates are different. So I put that out there. But to answer your question... So you said, have I released a seasoning that I wasn't so crazy about? That everybody else was just raving. I mean, we all like all of it, but I'm just saying like, you know, that you just really didn't care so much about, but everybody really liked it. So, <laughs> um, I love all my seasons. I love all my seasonings, but let me, so I'm going to say this because I don't want people to think I didn't put my all into this seasoning. I really put my all into this seasoning, but let me give a little background. West Indian people, Caribbean people, we aren't raised on 
wings. We aren't raised on citrusy foods, really. Um, so if I'm being honest, I wasn't, I put my all into this. I worked on it for months. I wasn't crazy about it because I never ordered this like that. Mm -hmm. The zesty lemon pepper. I wasn't crazy about it because we don't, we don't eat lemon pepper in the Caribbean. It, we don't, we don't, we don't know these things. <laughs> I got fresh lemons. We, yeah, we don't use these things. So, um, but I, I went ahead and I, and I didn't want um, my lemon pepper to be anything. Um, I don't want any of one any of my seasonings to be to taste like anyone else's seasoning. But I just the lemon pepper was just a little tricky for me because it's not something that I'm used to. So I think anything that we're not used to, um, it becomes a little challenging for us. So I was really I wasn't too um, I wasn't too um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't too keen. Yeah, I wasn't too keen about it. I knew that it was good. I knew that it was really good, but I just don't like lemon pepper. But if you ask me today, because the motherfucking recipes I done whipped up in this bitch with that seasoning. Okay, if you ask me today, lemon pepper is my shit. But so what I did was with the lemon pepper, um, I sent to people that I knew loved lemon pepper. You know, so I, that's what I did. I sent to people that I knew that loved lemon pepper. And what I did was I tested it and I sent to 50 individuals that ordered. Um, I think they had ordered. It was the drop before that. I knew Zesty Lemon Pepper was coming out the following month. So I sent to people that loved lemon pepper. Um, and I sent to 50 individuals. I secretly sent to these individuals. So they didn't know until they opened up their package. Um, so that I just decided, I'm like, whatever, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, like some people will love it. Some people won't, you know, it, it is whatever, it. but I'm pretty sure the people that received it damn near shitted themselves. Listen, to get the lemon pepper, like, whatever. Listen, I was oh one my God, that was a good question. I that was the 50 people who got the lemon pepper. And mm -hmm. I, do y'all know, have y'all seen the gif of Ice T where he got the bowl of cereal, he eating it, he dancing <laughs> at the same time? Yes. me, when I opened the package and I ate the, tried the lemon pepper for the first I was like, oh, yes, bitch. And you what it was about that lemon pepper, why I was a little bit um, self-conscious about it a little bit because a lot of times people don't know, people don't know the behind of different herbs and spices right so lemon lemon peel in general is a very bitter it's very bitter so i for me you know i i, I did the blend and i'm trying it on different things trying it on different things in here and i was just like what is it with people in lemon pepper i'm like what is it you know so i'm so um hubby was explaining to me that it really got popular around the time rick ross and I guess the wing stop, and it's really like a southern thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was just a little, I was a little like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, because we don't ask any Caribbean person, ask any Caribbean or West Indian person, ask a Jamaican person, a Guyanese person. When I told my mom I was dropping lemon pepper, she was like, lemon pepper? 
what's a lemon pepper? I know mine you know, uh, an American, um, you know, people love, American people love lemon pepper and lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. Uh, 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 uh. I thought she was working pun the curry. <laughs> I'm like, ma, I, 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 I am, but I'm the, the lemon pepper is not. Uh, um, the, the people, the people that, but she's thinking from her palate and what we like, and right. I had to let that go. Like everybody's not gonna like everything that we like, or you know, like I wanted to be versatile all across the board. I want to include every single nationality, every single culture. Like I don't, I don't want no stone to be unturned with Dasha Daisy seasoning. I want Asian, Indian, Mediterranean. I'm covering everything. It's funny because my husband is Haitian and um, I was- Ask your husband, Anika. Ask him. Yeah, I know. I know. Because when we go get wings and I, I suggest like, you know, I try lemon pepper. He's like, oh. Eh. <laughs> he wants jerk. But then when he did try it, he did like it. But it wasn't something that's on his mind to try. So I, I totally get it. That's not- in Yeah, the- it wasn't on my mind to try, but- I be whipping that shit in here. What? <laughs> I, I'll grab the lemon pepper and I'll be like, okay, let me make a lemon pepper chicken sandwich. Let me make lemon pepper fry. I'll, we be fucking up the lemon pepper. Lemon pepper chicken sandwich and fries. Okay. Girl, that, I mean, okay, okay. I know she hasn't been on the gram. You need to go on Instagram TV. I got a lemon pepper french fry video. I got a lemon pepper grilled chicken sandwich. Lemon pepper aioli. Okay, Anika. Oh, aioli. I saw That's that. That's the chicken sandwich. Okay. The chicken sandwich. So, so we'll talk about this a little bit later. After okay, we- yeah, yeah, because I know. Okay, yeah. all right, we're going to get back. Okay, so I have one last question. Okay. I know that, uh, not, not that I'm watching, you know, stalking mm-hmm. you or whatever, but at one point you was like had 3,000 followers, 5,000, now you have 15,000. Yeah. So with that, there comes a lot of, you know, like you said, putting – Putting people putting you on a pedestal. Sure. Um, there come a lot of unsolicited advice oh. and opinions. Mm. But with that being said, that. <laughs> would there ever be a point where you would consider letting your customer decide what flavor you would release next? Why or why not? Um, it's so funny you ask that because, um, it. I won't let them decide on the making of the seasoning because that's all me. But I, like, I have my next, wait. My next seven seasonings are finalized already. Oh, come on. Now, they are not dropping this year. I think maybe three of the seven are going to drop for the remainder of the year. But um, I, I, I always want people to feel included, right? But a lot of times when you start including people, now here go everybody to I like if I'm asking for this specific time and I'm and I'm including you this specific time, but I don't mean that now every time you you wanna come with your you know your two cents. Like I I for the most part, I have my brand lined up. I know the things that I wanna offer. Um, I know what I wanna give. So I, I will what I do what I am gonna do is so I am dropping a new seasoning. Um in August, um, as well, I will be bringing back all seasonings for those people that, that missed out. I'm gonna bring back a slight portion of the bundle deal, not what I did, definitely not what I did last month, because it's time to move on to something new. But um, 
I am going in September. My thought was, so I'm, I'm trying to think of the dates. I'm sorry. I want to be specific. I don't want to give no false information on hand. They'd be like, well, you sell on the podcast. <laughs> so in September, so the September drop is September 20th. The October drop is not the third Sunday. It's going to be the last Sunday of the month, October 25th. That's my last drop before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So next time I'm, it's October 25th, then Black Friday. So my thought was, so I know your question was like, will I ever um, have anyone decide on the next flavor? I, I may, but my thought is that in September, I am going to release a poll and I'm going to ask my audience if you could have any two or three seasonings, excluding salt and pepper, because of course I think I pretty much have to include that. If you could have any two or three seasonings for before Thanksgiving, what would it be? And whatever the poll comes back, whatever it is, I'll release those seasonings um, October 25th, because that's the last drop before Thanksgiving. I am not dropping before Thanksgiving. Last year, I did two drops. I did a week before things i did two weeks before thanksgiving and i did black friday and i i I set myself up for failure well not really because i got it out but it was just too much work yeah i was one of the greedy people on the lives like we want both (laughs) (laughs) so oh my gosh you remember that so yeah so my thought is that in september i'm going to ask take a poll what two or three seasonings would you like before um thanksgiving and whatever that comes back to be those come and I will show the responses, right? Because I don't want people to feel like I'm choosing. Salt and pepper will definitely be on there, but I'm gonna put a a, a good amount on the internet for October 25th because I know I won't be back until November. Like, what's Black Friday, the 29th or the 28th? Oh, so I will God. let people choose for that. Is Black Friday still in in the plans issue? Is girl who knows who knows i just know that black friday is my last drop of the year i know that december i'm i'm not even december like bye see everybody in january because i y'all know how i feel about the holidays so i gotta get get our pepper pot made in december yes you know what you know what you know what well, the cross buns is for are for Easter, but you, it's are the they? hot, it's the big bread, it's the big okay. bread. But you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna put this out here, and I guess if I put it out here, then y'all gonna have to hold me accountable. I'm gonna send y'all some pepper pot this year. <gasps> oh my god! I'm gonna ship y'all some pepper pot and some bread oh this year. Yes, y'all yes. might have to remind me though. Oh, <laughs> if you gonna hold y'all, y'all might have to remind me. But I'm gonna ship you guys some this year. I got y'all. Yes, I, that would be that's a that's the best news I've heard all day. When do we we have it on Christmas, so I'll ship it maybe the day after Christmas, so that it can get to you guys in time before New Year's. Y'all don't know about this pepper pot, and even if you do, y'all don't know about this pepper pot, cause baby, I'm so excited. Ooh, I gotta clutch my damn pearls. I, I believe every person in the world needs to try pepper pot and bread. Oh, it's just one of those dishes that everyone needs to at least try once in their life. It's going to bring out the West Caribbean accent in me. <laughs> I got to hear this one. I got to hear that. We're going we gonna to call you and I'm like, Brittany, take, take a bite and call me and see what you say. 
Y'all gonna love it. I'm telling you. I'm gonna have to hide it from my husband, like, cause he can't have none. He's gonna be like, who, who made this? Every time I send to my friends and stuff, they really and truly do. They be my friend be hiding it from her husband. Yeah, I will. That would be me, especially like, yeah, I'm not. She hides it like in a healthy bag of something because she knows like he won't search. Mm-mm, yeah. Oh, well, that's part of my alley. Hiding in something you know they won't. <laughs> hiding in something you know they won't touch. You'll be a okay. So one last thing, I I want to say that I really like how you. Um, I saw that you gently told somebody with love, like, yeah, I'm not gonna put them in containers because. <laughs> because I like for you to have your own versatility in the kitchen so I want to say like I appreciate that because you know nobody wants a big ass thing of Lowry's and you got to find this and you got to do that so I want to say thank you like for putting it in the pouch and then letting us as consumers do what we want with it so Thank it's you it's so, so refreshing to even hear you say that because I battled with that for so long. I was just like, because if, when you see seasoners, you typically see them in jars, containers, you know, plastic or um, glass. And I realized that I don't like nobody decorating my stuff. Right. I don't like nobody. Don't I want to do it all. If I buy something and it comes in the, I want to pour it out, make it look cute, make label it, make it look nice. I'm very big on organizing my space. So at first I thought that, cause the, the, I'm going to be, I'm gonna, let me keep, let me keep it a hundred. Let me keep it a hundred before we close <laughs> bottles and the jars are not expensive. Let me put that out there. The bottles and the jars are not expensive. Come on, let's keep it a buck. We can find bottles, jars, anywhere. You put in a quick Google search, you, thousands of companies pull up, right? We can find bottles. We can find jars. You could test them out, pick a lid. Da, 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 da. You could type in down to the ounce that you want. But I, And I saw so many that I loved, but I couldn't, I, I just couldn't. I, I didn't feel like I wanted to do that for people. I, I, I felt like, you know what? Nah, we're going to organize our homes together. We're going to organize our pantries together. We're going to put these seasonings in whatever we want to put them in. And, you know, some people, I've seen so many different jars. I've seen people put them in so many different jars, so many different shakers. And what I'm now finding is that because I have the seasoning in pouches, people are now starting to organize their pantry. Right. And organize their cupboards and make their space a little more lively instead of having the you going through the cupboard and you 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 know you pushing this to the side you put you gotta find it you gotta find it but now things are nicely labeled and put in different containers and I think that that's what I want I want I I, I don't I just I don't want to choose I don't want to choose now I'm not saying that I won't in the future. But I just, right now, the space I'm in right now, and I'm allowed to change my mind, right? But the space that I'm in right now, I feel like you choose. You choose. I'm grateful for you purchasing, but you go ahead and you choose and you make it how you want to make it. I love that. I really do. I mean, by the time I get to choose my shit, it's already sprinkled out, but it's okay. And I'm even facing in the jar. Already on the chicken, on the plate, ready to go. Right. Like, I ain't even gonna put this in the jar because I'm about to use this up tonight, tomorrow, the day after. Forget <laughs> it. I bought the why I bought this jar. 
Well, Daisy, we're going to move on to our rapid fire segment. It's not going to take us long. But... Oh my gosh, should I be nervous? Yes. No, I'm just joking. No, no nervous. No nervous. Random ass, stupid ass questions. We like okay, let me, let, me sit, let me take a sip of water. Hold on. <laughs> you going first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right, so these are rapid fire, fast questions. Just whatever the first thing pops up on your head. Okay, what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh shit! Um, not putting dirty clothes in a dirty hamper. In the in the hamper, I hate it being left out on on the floor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm still recovering from that. Name two things on your bucket list. On my bucket list. Oh my gosh, my bucket list. Two things on my bucket list. There's two things on my bucket list. Okay, let's come back. Let's come back. Let's come back. Oh my gosh, this, I'm panicking. Hold on. I'm panicking. Oh my gosh, breathe. You, what celebrity annoys you the most? What's, what? What annoys? What celebrity annoys you the most? Right now, in this moment. Oh man. Oh, Meek Mill, but I love his championship. I love his championship album. He's but he's annoying me right now. Okay. How many books have you read so far this year? Um, I want to say nine. I want to say about eight or nine. Wow. Okay. What compliment do people give you the most? Um, my smile or my lips. Oh yeah. Okay. What product would you refuse to promote? What product would I refuse to promote? Somebody else seasoning. Oh, okay. oh, come on now. I'm yours. <laughs> <laughs> what fashion trend do you just not get? What fashion trend do I just not get? Oh my God, what fashion it's trend? It's the rainbow hair for me, sis. I just had somebody, somebody just needed this. It's hair. cute. What fashion trend do I not get? Um, oh my God, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. Okay. Gonna come back. Oh so we're going to go back to the two things on your bucket list. Any places you want to travel? I want to travel to all 50 states. Okay. One thing that I want to do, I want to do that with my kids. Um, And I want to go to Africa. Yeah, I want to take the kids to Africa. Well, you see, they on my bucket list with me. Jesus. (laughs) You know, you all think about your kids. Yeah. yeah. Gotta have culture cheering. And what was the other one, the fashion trend you, you just don't get? Like, I mean, like I said, it was the rainbow hair for me, so. I, I would have to say, I, I might agree with you on all, all them colors. That's a lot. I just be thinking about, are people going on interviews with these hairs? Like, well, how, how is this, well, you know what, it's wigs, so they just take it off. Yeah, they just take it off. And pop it on. I just be like rainbow pony, but I mean, I guess whatever. Oh my god! You know what? I never thought about that. Rainbow <laughs> pony. That makes sense. Lisa Frank. I mean, y'all remember I had the little notebooks and everything. Y'all remember Lisa Frank? That's just what it reminded me of. Frank. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, Brittany, your turn. Here we go. Okay. Hot wings or Rotel? One of them has to go. First of all, do you know what Rotel is? Is that the chocolate candy? <gasps> no, Rotel is like the melted queso with like oh okay oh the cheese dip yeah yeah oh oh you see people you see that's why i love it you call it so many different things so so one has to go yes oh go ahead rotel (laughs) okay funeral 
Funeral chicken or baby shower meatballs? Funeral chicken. Okay. You're the host of your own cooking show. What's the first dish you create? Pepper pot. Mm. What's your favorite New York Caribbean fusion meal? Um, oxtail rice and peas. Mm. All right, last question. If you could cook for one person, who would it be? Oh my God, these are such fucking good questions. If I could cook for one person, who would it be? It's funny because I don't really like to cook for people. Um, and have a conversation with this person. Um, it would likely be This is a fucking good question. If I could cook for one person, who would it be? Only because, this is only because she is such a foodie and um, a lot of her life revolves around food and her gardening and stuff like that. I would have to say Oprah because of how much she's involved in food but as far as conversation i would have to pick jay-z mm. oh, wow. as far as gems and conversation i you understand what i'm saying and not that oprah don't have the gems but i i think i relate more to whole you know but um yeah i gave y'all two look at me not even following the rules jesus <laughs> as i go along was that the last one Yes, yes. Oh, that's you can breathe. I know. Oh my God, I get real. <laughs> oh, chat. Those were good. I like those. Oh my gosh, that was good. Those are usually kind of like, well, what the hell? Why didn't I think about this? But it's usually not something you just thinking about. Because you know, I'm about to sit here and I'm gonna tell my hubby what I said, and he gonna be like, well, why you didn't say this? I'm like, it didn't come to my mind. Jesus. That's the whole point of the question. Right. I'm going to be sitting in the shower like, why did I say that? <laughs> like, I should have said these type of things. Like, they'll, they'll like, dwell with me for a while. Yeah, I'm that type of person. Well, I'm so glad that you took the time out to come on our show and have a conversation with us about your brand and life and business. This was such a pleasure. Yeah. I, Thank you so much so happy to be here i'm so happy i love the podcast i love i know some time ago i was talking to anika about um different things and and um specific one one of the things we we touched on was um marriage and it was just so well she told me she's like well we have a podcast you gotta listen to it you gotta listen to it and i went and i listened to it and i'm like yo this is, and that's what kind of got me down a rabbit hole of making sure that you guys were in heavy rotation for me. And I think a lot of times we don't, a lot of times we don't hear the real on podcasts and I like to hear the real and I like people that I can relate to. And I relate to you ladies so much, so much. And I'm just happy to be here. Well, I'm honored to hear that. So thank you so much. I don't think you know how much we love you. We love you. So I, yeah, she don't. She and don't I love y'all just as much. I <laughs> I love y'all just as much. Um. All right, guys. I'm not gonna hold y'all any longer. But thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on. I cannot wait. I hate to hear myself speak, but I'm gonna listen in when it drops.
yes, it will be dropping on Monday. Stacey, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? I'm on yeah. um, social media, uh, Instagram, Daisy Dash, Daisy underscore Dash, D A S H underscore Dash. Um, I am Candace Rodriguez on Facebook, and I don't have a Twitter, even though I should probably get one. Um, did I miss anything else? What other hand? What else we use? This is. Oh, and my website www.deardacy.com. Thank you.